Hello and welcome to the pod. I'm your host, Jackie Kali'i'a'a. I'm a stand-up comic based in Oakland, California, and I am so excited to have you along for our first ever episode. Woo! My guest today is Bobby Wilson. He is a delight. He's a humble man, a Sioux man, hashtag Indianer than you. Bobby is truly one of my favorite people, and he is so funny. He's genuinely a cool dude with a killer fashion sense, and damn, is he blowing up right now. He's a writer, poet, visual artist, comedian, actor, and many of you may know him as one of the founding members of the native sketch comedy group, The 1491s. If you don't know them, get to know them. He's also a playwright. He co-wrote Between Two Knees at the Oregon Shakespeare Festival in 2019. He's been so busy lately writing and acting on the highly anticipated comedy Rutherford Falls on NBC, and he's currently writing for Reservation Dogs on FX. You can also catch him along with the 1491s in the recently published book, We Had a Little Real Estate Problem, The Unheralded Story of Native Americans in Comedy by author Cliff Nesteroff. Oh my God, it was such a fun conversation. We talked about everything. Bobby shares his comedy origin story, he asks me about my dating life. He also apologizes for his penis, which I think is something that all men who are interviewed on this podcast should do. Have you apologized for your penis lately? It's such a fun conversation. We learned about his daughter and what it's like raising a kid in the pandemic and working remotely while you're working in Hollywood. Listen up, have a fun time and enjoy this beautiful episode. And be sure to tune in for the premiere of Rutherford Falls, April 22nd on the Peacock Network. Please welcome Bobby Wilson. Applause, applause, applause. And then I come in and I sit down and then we have a conversation. Is that the format? <laughs> We're just talking. We're just having a fun chat today. We're going to talk about eyeliner. We're going to talk about La Croix. Remember coffee shops? You could go into them and order and then sit down. And I went and ordered this and I said, yeah, and I'll get a La Croix. And he goes, um, I think you mean La Croix. And he did it. And it was funny because I would fuck with him every other time I went back to that coffee shop and I'd be like, oh, you're the La, La Croix guy. He's like, yeah, that's me. And I was like, all right, you know what? I'm, I respect him for being like, yeah, that's me. <laughs> I do not. I, uh, I'd like as much as I can be disrespectful to the French <laughs> race, I will. LaCroix. I mean, there's so many. Okay, so there's so many like natives with like straight up French ass names. And I love how they anglicize the shit out of them. I'm just That's like, you know, they're not trying to trying yeah. to really pronounce it all French. Yeah. No, hell no. <laughs> and it's so good. It like, and that's the same. There's a lot of Southwest tribes who have like straight up Spanish last names and they hit those, they're, they're anglicizing the shit out of it. And they're just like, oh, oh yeah, we don't, we're not cool on the Spanish. <laughs> I know a Bonita. Yeah. I know like there's so many men, native men named Loopy. You know what I mean? <laughs> like Loopy, there's Josie too. <laughs> There's Josie. Yeah, there's yeah. Joe, which is Jose for those who are not keeping up. Josie. Uh, yeah, they, that's that's so funny. People will be like, um, it's pronounced this. And I'm like, no, no, no. They, they go hard on this direction. No, no, no. It's, it's loopy. And that is Josie. Um, Josie. Yeah. 
people don't know people don't know that uh, uh, about about natives and they're just like yeah we're not gonna sit here and try to pronounce this spanish and or french word properly that's not gonna happen my ass so bobby you've been very busy can you tell us what you've been working on lately no i just uh this is like um this is my second day this is my first week of not uh writing the episode that i co-wrote with tommy pico for reservation dogs we've been we were given two weeks to like um, bang up the script and we met every single day for hours and hours a day so fucking cool so rewarding and he's such like a i mean he's just like a super funny amazing individual uh and so we, we you know we just had a good ass time writing hopefully a hilarious episode of a tv show that'll be on fx at some point in the future reservation dogs yeah very exciting and tell us who's tommy pico for those who are listening and aren't familiar with him yet uh tommy pico is a kumie writer poet um who lives in la super badass uh podcaster as well has a lot of different uh you know a lot of irons in the fire always staying busy type of type of uh person and he's so resy too and it works so well to be uh writing a show called reservation dogs about some little resy ass kids so this is really exciting bobby i mean i've, I've always uh appreciated so bobby's big Bobby like really broke into the world as the 1491s. You were in this group of five dudes. You yeah. guys were like, uh, we hate women, so let's just do five dudes. And <laughs> let's just do five dudes. No, we hate five women. Five dudes. Never let one in. <laughs> but five dudes who like really did some fun shit. You guys started with the Wolfpack auditions, which I remember when that came out, I was dying. Yeah. The 1491s really are um an integral part of native comedy and humor in the contemporary times and so it's really cool to see you blowing up and getting these tv writing gigs and getting these acting gigs and um just really exciting you're gonna be like a straight household name dude and i just can't wait yeah right i'm gonna be that uh people are gonna see my neck tattoo and they're gonna be like hey aren't you on that show <laughs> exactly like you can't be you can't right. unless you're wearing a scarf like no one's gonna you, you have no anonymity anymore bobby <laughs> Sorry, but you just put the big uh, I was talking to my sister about that and I was like, hey, they cast me in the show that I'm writing on. She was like, oh man, people are gonna be like, hey, aren't you Bobby Wilson's sister? I was like, no, nobody's gonna say that. They're gonna be like, hey, you sort of look like a lady version of that dude from that show. You know what I'm talking about? <laughs> the dude with the that's tattoo. The kind of, that's the kind of actor I, I aspire to be. <laughs> how did you, so how did you get started on this journey? I know you've always been artistic. Well, I mean, yeah, I guess so. I, uh, you know, ever since I was a little kid, I've always liked doing art. I always like um, try to do my own thing. I used to copy out of comic books and stuff like that. And then um, this is like a, just like a weird random memory that I'm just going to share with you. It's like uh, when I was real little in elementary school back in the day, uh, we were supposed to do, it was some kind of like little performance project or something like that. And, you know, this is elementary school and, um, like we were all supposed to get up and like do some kind of story. And I hadn't like, um, I hadn't prepared for it. And even like a little bit at the, at, you know, even as like a little kid. So I didn't have like a book to pull from or anything like, like kids were getting up and they were telling stories that were like, they had remembered from reading on whatever books we had. And so I kind of panicked and I was like, oh, I'll just do something crazy. 
uh, I went to the lost and found and I dug through it real quick and I just grabbed a bunch of shit and I was like, these are going to be my props. <laughs> and what I did is uh, I freestyled using the props um, what I would what I would call um, where the wild things are to. I was like, what happened after Max left the, the monster island where the wild things are? You know, he had to deal with that. He had to go back. And I think, I don't know why the fuck I, I decided to do that. To this day, I have no idea why I did that shit. But, I, you know, it was so still. There was like a tennis racket. And I was like, yeah, so Max, you know, he, he grew up. He got a little older. And he, was, he started becoming a tennis player or something like that. I can't even remember what the hell I said. But then I kept putting on random bits of clothes over my face and being like, and then he ran into this monster or whatever, you know. Were they laughing? Like, what was the audience yeah, they were reaction? Cracking up! I, like I, all the all the kids really enjoyed it uh, in my class, and so it just kept me going. I was like, I'm not gonna stop until everybody stops laughing at this fucking what I'm doing. Clearly, it's good. So, so is this like your comedy origin story? Like when you learned, like I can be goofy and people it might like actually it. it might sort of be people you like know? it. It's just like um, and like. Nobody liked me in elementary school. There were three Indians there. One was my sister, and then the other was... Oh, shit, can we pause it real quick? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I'll, I'll tell you what. My uh, my wife, Natasha, is um, not in town. She's oh. up north working at a hospital in a place called um, Winslow, Winslow, Arizona, which is... Riding on the corner of Winslow, Arizona. Such a fun side to see, right? Go join in. Yeah. It's well, a girl. High, high rates of COVID over there. So. <laughs> Not the finest sight to see currently, but, you know, I've heard it's... Damn, Bobby, you sure made that dark <laughs> real quick. Well, I mean, my wife's in a fucking working in a hospital. Just Tell like... us about Natasha, because you are, you are held down by, like, a bomb-ass native woman doctor okay like yeah. bobby you did good <laughs> yeah. well hey we hold each other down okay we i have, mean we have a child <laughs> this is true this is true but like we used to hold me um, down now we hold each other down yeah not the bad good. way <laughs> we don't Support. hold each other not back. not holding down or back. holding down holding down, like, down. got this yes hold that's this what i'm down. talking about <laughs> that's what i mean yeah. i mean i'm so impressed i have to say like the 1491s like y'all are i've i've got to i lived in pahuska for a period of time so i got to really get to know electa and she's awesome and tasha's awesome and like it's just really cool to see native women get with losers i get it <laughs> <laughs> really cool to see native women who do amazing things what were their expectations Lower and get with artists <laughs> i mean it's it's really beautiful because here's the deal bobby here's what we know what we know out there in the world is that for native not even native just like funny dudes like funny dudes get play funny dudes yeah. get play yeah. bobby was like yeah i know this is this is what funny dudes do and uh funny women no it's not the same who does she Bobby, think she is? Bobby, you said it. You fucking said it. it it's, that's why I'm like, man, I want a fucking doctor. <laughs> you know? like, yeah. I want a community health worker who puts on yoga classes. Yeah. You know, like, where's my wife? Where's my wife? 
She's out there somewhere, Jackie, but she's white. <laughs> Don't you dare. <laughs> Here's the deal. So I I I'm on the apps and I have I have dudes in and chicks in there. Wow. And but it's always like a green piece granola girl named Stacy and I'm like, Ooh. nope. <laughs> like I'm not not interested. Um but nope. I got to admit I'm not on the apps enough to like for the algorithm to like work. So um Oh, yeah. okay. You're you're casual app user. Yeah, I'm a casual app. Well, because like what? It's a damn pandemic. What are we supposed to do here? What are we going to do? Have some video chats and then get tested and then hang out, you know, like it's weird. It's weird. What are your what is what is. okay? so that's my whole thing. That's the conflict is like it's easy for y'all dudes who are funny and it's hard for women, women who are funny. (laughs) It's just like not a. I'm sorry. It's, you know, for systemic. What's wrong with you, Bobby, and your people? What's what's wrong with your. Sorry, I got a penis. Okay. I'm sorry. (laughs) That literally should be the name of your album. Sorry, Sorry, I got a penis. penis. (laughs) (laughs) It's so true. These are the things I worry about. These are the things I think about. But you're a dad, too, which is fucking awesome. I have to say. Yeah, I'm not so sorry that I have a penis because I, I made a thing with it. <laughs> I made someone with it. <laughs> and she's going to be so cool. Like, you're really lucky you have a daughter. I'm not going to lie. I mean, you know, I think sons are supposed to be okay. But, like, daughters, man, like, they're so fun. Like, yeah. as a daughter, I know that I'm cool. <laughs> as a daughter, I'm fun. <laughs> I'm a good time, dude. Yeah. I'm like, so fucking lucky you had me. Shit. Kind of. Kind of. Yeah. Well, we have an interesting relationship. My dad is like very much like a big kid. Like he's very jokes around a lot. Big teaser. Like my family is like big on teasing, but he's like the king of teasing. And so we all just like sit there and just talk shit on each other. But it's like fun. You know, that's just I think that's just Indians. Yeah. You know, like we just have thick skins. I don't know. Did you did you guys talk shit in your family? Are you shit talking family? Is that how you show your yeah. love and affection? Everybody, everybody, every Indian, everywhere you go, except except Lakotas, they they're just mad all the time. <laughs> they're just angry. Oh, what'd you say about me? No, what he was talking about me over at uh, what do you guys have the friendship house? <laughs> ah, you talking shit? Oh, you guys got a little earth? That's yeah. cute. Uh, <laughs> Go talk shit on our Indian center. Oh, I got man. something to say about y'all's. It must be nice over there. I mean, like, AIM started in Minneapolis, and then once they got to the Bay Area, they were like, oh, these Mexicans are pretty cool. <laughs> they <laughs> were like, hey, up. we don't have snow here. I- I'll sign up. Let's let's do it. Let's start a generation of Indians out here in the Bay. Strong yeah, do you consider yourself an urban Indian? Like, I don't know, what do you, how do you identify yourself? Well, I, yeah, I mean, you know, I grew up in a city, so I am an urban Indian. Um, I don't know, I, I guess I've never thought about urban Indian as part of my identity, but I, it, but it is. I mean, I mean, I didn't fucking grow up chopping wood. I can't hunt, can't fish. I can casual fish, but it's all talk about. <laughs> I can't clean a fish. I wouldn't know what to do with it once I caught it. That's true. I get grossed out by gutting fish. I have other people do that for me. I don't get grossed out by it. I'm fascinated by it. I just don't do it enough to like um, know how to do it. If I cleaned your fish, like you would get sick for sure. (laughs) 
Well, an urban Indian, that's like, that's the definition that other Indians put on us. So it's not mm-hmm. just like other people giving us that. That's the insider one. Right. No, it is the insider one. And that's why I was saying, I was like, maybe you don't identify as that. Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, I'm an urban Indian. There. I said it. <laughs> so did you, so when you grew up in Minneapolis, were you involved in like all those Indian, um, like the local community and stuff? Yeah. Fuck yeah. Totally. I've prayed in like every Indian basement in the Twin Cities. <laughs> what is the Minneapolis community like? Are you guys mostly, I'm assuming it's a lot of Sioux and a lot of Ojibwe's, but I might be hella wrong. Yeah. It, you know, that's like the predominant uh, tribes, but I mean, like there's other foals around too. Plus it's like a big hub. So you got all the different tribes around there. I'm not going to sit here and list them off because I'm going to forget one. Somebody's going to get salty while they're watching this so thing. Mad. It'd be so mad. Hey, what about the like? Sorry, Manoms, Manomini, <laughs> or whatever. Manoms. Manoms. <laughs> They're all Ojibwe to me, going that way. They're all Ojibwe. I always get mistaken. Actually, a lot of people think Asian. I'm either. What is that? I said Asian. <laughs> that has been happening lately. Loud. Like it. Ha- it happened a little bit when I was in college. Like people were like oh you're hapa you're like half white half asian and i was like no was that what that yeah and um and i was like no i'm not and then and then um but i was around enough asian folks growing up we had like a lot of filipinos and stuff um, growing up in in hayward and um so they knew i wasn't you know what i mean like there was there was no mistaking um but on dating apps i've been getting asian a lot lately oh it's so weird and i'm just like and I have to say like, oh no, I'm not. And then I do it, but I say it in such a like, oh no, not at all. Now I feel like I offended them. You know what I mean? Like, I'm like, oh God. When you're on dating apps, you like, um, I, I, I've never used one before, so I don't know really how it works, but I assume it probably works like most social media apps. Like you can see their picture profile, yeah. stuff like that. Do you have like a specific or like, do, do you go for any specific ethnicities on there? Because you get to pick you. That's like your human menu, right? Yes, do you it's my on human there menu. And you're like, mm, I'm feeling like some Asian today, you know? Oh, like, God. Mm, I could be some Mexican. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Okay, so first off, um, I don't know. Like, so there's the whole talk of like, are your preferences fetishes? Are your preferences racist? Well, you're an Indian, so I don't, I don't think that applies to you. Like wild card. I'm not really into white guys. Like I'm just like first off, all the white dudes. I mean, okay, fine. Not all white men, <laughs> but like a lot of these profiles are dudes like holding a fish, <laughs> or like climb scaling a fucking mountain. And I'm just like, okay, I don't want to go fishing, and I don't want to go up a, a, a like a mountain. So this this already is not. <laughs> I like artists. Like I love a tormented soul i love <laughs> i love like musicians like oh if you're a musician hello um but like <laughs> i but like comedians hell to the no uh-uh. hell no on comedians like well you know what it is it's like there are co-workers so it's like do you want to go fuck the dude in the office and then have to see him every day no you don't want to do that so like for me that said i have a very strong opinion about dating like not dating comedians but mm-hmm. i know comics i know plenty of women comics who are out here dating these dudes 
And I'm like, no, I'm too close to home. I, I know what they're about. You know what I mean? Like, we yeah. know what's broken, you know? <laughs> so <laughs> we got the inside scoop because we're that kind of person. We definitely are birds of a feather. So, um, so yeah, no. But but I, I mean, you know, I'm, I'm kind of open to everybody. Like every time you open the app, though, you're like, it's like whatever you're feeling on the day. No, the app will, the app will give me, this is so weird. So like I'm on, what am I on? I'm on hinge and, um, like I actually paid for it, which I was like, oh, this is stupid. Cancel. Wow. That. Yeah. Well just, it was like a free trial month and I was like, all right, it's 20 bucks a month. <laughs> I, you went, wow. You know what I mean? <laughs> Bobby, you said it. You said it, Bobby. So, you're going to sit here and drink and listen to what's happening. No, but like, um, so I paid. Right. And yeah. then it was just like, say like one, like, say there's a profile that comes in, like it's an Asian dude or whatever. And, and I like it. Boom. I'm getting two days worth of just Asian dudes. Ooh, and I was yeah. like, Oh, I see how you do it. Right. At Hinge. And then like, and then say I get like a bearded dude with like a little slight chub, a day of bearded dudes that are kind of chubby. You know what I mean? Or like even it gets specific though, because like, say I like a dude who's got dreads, boom. It's not just going to be black dudes. It's black dudes with dreads. You know what I mean? So, Ooh. and, and I, I found out, I was like, and I got uncomfortable. I was like, can we mix it up a bit? Because now I'm start now I'm starting to feel bad. Like now I feel like, am I being a fetishizer? What's happening here? So, but oh my God, Bobby, I did do a couple of like, video dates so sadly they look very much like this podcast recording <laughs> and i would like do my makeup and i would like get in a nice little corner where i was looking good and um yeah i did do some video dating um in the fall last year and god one of them oh my god this was the worst okay so this one dude his picture because again i'm a dork so his picture was him wearing um the full um ghostbusters suit <laughs> and <laughs> And I was like, yeah. I and I was like, I like this because Ghostbusters is one of my favorite movies. I know Ooh, every Dr. line. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. I collect spores, molds, and fungus. You know what I mean? So I was like, okay. So we chatted a little bit and eventually we set a time and date to have a call. And like, I'm serious about it. I get ready. I like, it's like a date, you know? And this dude, so I get on, I get on the thing and it's like, I can just see his neck and it's like, it's like, I see, I was like, are you on a plane? Like, what is, he's like, no, I'm on a, um, and he's all whispering because it's the night bus. This motherfucker was on Greyhound. <laughs> I was like, uh. he's like, hey, I'm on a, uh, I'm on a Greyhound bus right now. I should have been like, click, but I was like, I need to know. Tell me more. <laughs> he proceeds to tell me that, well, you know, um, I actually live in Reno. And I was like, <laughs> Your shit said San Francisco. Like, I don't want to. He's like, well, here's the deal. So, and he started getting into this whole thing about how I'm a security guard during the week in San Francisco, but I live in Reno and it's cheaper to pay for rent in Reno than it is. And I was just like, but I live in Reno with my wife and kids. So <laughs> I was like, this is stupid. So anyways, I was like, Hey, um, I'm not interested. I was looking for someone local, but also I was going to be like, I also don't fuck with dudes who are hitting the Greyhound. All signs point to shady. Yeah. But I'm also, you know, I was like, I don't want anything <laughs> about this. And he was so disappointed. He's like, wow, really? This is a deal breaker for you. And I was like, yeah, 
it yeah, is just kind of get on unsolved mysteries shit exactly i was like i don't want to end up in a fucking trunk of anyway it was all bad so that was what i came across and i was like you know what i'm gonna take a break it's a fucking pandemic let's let's just focus on jackie so i'm kind of acknowledging that i don't think i want to be alone for the rest of my life ah so like, uh, there you go there you go well, you're a twin just move in with your sister you know, my brother-in-law is going to murder you for that comment. <laughs> Donnie's going to be like, what the fuck did Bobby say? Get out of my house. <laughs> I was their roommate for a while. I lived with Katie and Donnie when they got married. Oh, my God. It was like a whole... I was like, oh, I got to go. Oh, I've been a third wheel. Oh. I've, I've had my sister-in-law here. Uh, she's lived with my wife and I more than once. And she's always been a treat. A real treasure. Aww. She actually only lives like two blocks away from us. She comes over all the time and just plays with our daughter, you know. Oh, that's perfect. Yeah. That's so cute. Not necessarily your guys' setup, though. I get it. <laughs> if I was Donnie and you were my sister-in-law, I'd be like, God damn it, the other one. <laughs> so how, like, what? when do you take time to write? I mean, you're you're raising a family. You're in the pandemic. You're based in Arizona, right? Yeah. I'm in Tucson, Arizona. And you're working in Hollywood. Yeah. This is the weird, this is an un, like a side, like if it wasn't for 2020, this would be an odd storyline, right? Like to be like working in Hollywood, you would have been expected to be in office. You would have been expected to, you know, yeah. so, so how's your pandemic going, Bobby? And my pandemic has been so fucking laid back because of all the shit, you know, like, when I was working officially physically in Hollywood, it was such a hassle. I mean, like, you know, living the dream and shit. And it's what I've always wanted to do with my life. But, you know, I spent like 10 years doing 1491 stuff, touring yeah. around Indian country, like learning how to do this stuff and just like basically like on the job training. And I got this uh, job uh, writing on a show and it was amazing. But my wife also is in medical school here. And we were raising a toddler, infant, when I got the, the Hollywood job. So I would go to Hollywood and work at my office in Paramount Studios Monday through Friday. And then the moment I was let go on Friday, I would like fucking get in my car, drive to the airport, park it for the weekend and fly home to Tucson and be with my family until Monday morning, 5 a.m., drag my ass back down to the Tucson airport, fly back to L.A., drive to Migazi and April's place, take a shower so that I can get to work by 10 a.m. And that was my, like, I was tripping, you know? It was so surreal. That sounds <laughs> exhausting. awful. It was exhausting. It was really exhausting. So how long did you do that for? Like, are we talking like, was it a couple months or was it like a full, I did that, like uh, January, February, and then like until mid-March when, uh, when the pandemic broke out, but I was prepared to do that shit. I had a 20 week contract. I was going to do that all the way May. through that period of time. Yeah. Until May. Oh my God. I mean, so in that respect, this is a huge upgrade Yeah, because you great. don't have to haul your ass back uh, to California every week. I got to be here with my family, you know, fucking raise my goddamn kid. And then, uh, you know, raise your goddamn kid. work in here. Yeah. Raise your goddamn kid. 
I love that about Bobby. I'm a sailor and I feel like I feel okay around you. Sometimes I gotta be like, Hey, I might just drop an F bomb every now. Cause some people get uncomfortable, but I'm like, ah, it's just Bobby. It's just, he's fine. You grew up in Oakland. Motherfuckers drink hairspray where you grew up. And like, there are options. Cough syrup. Hairspray. <laughs> <laughs> cough syrup, antifreeze. Yeah. Um, and those are just well, preferences. Yeah, exactly. Oh no, no, I'm more of an antifreeze type. That's yeah. uh, <laughs> I'm more of a. Mm, that's my taste. Tried Valvoline. Uh, I don't <laughs> that's oil, right? I'm mm -hmm. so like I haven't heard Valvoline yeah. in such a long time. I think that that brand might have gone down with 08. No, I got some back. You, go, I, I got some back there. Hey, you know, I got a shipment of Valvoline. When I knew they were going under. I had to go pick up a pallet, you know. I'm not going to run out of that stuff. Yeah, did you did you grow up with a res car? Did you guys have an Indian car growing up? You know, we had a few different Indian cars. When I was little, we had, um, it was a Corsica. It was a blue Corsica. And, um, you know, it had like, the it had cloth seats and shit. It was, it was real, it was a real piece of shit, you know. It, had a couple <laughs> it was a real had some dents and some dings and some discoloration like replaced panels and stuff like i remember going to the junkyard a couple times as a little kid and just being like like i want <laughs> like i want that I, windshield what i really remember is like how badly i wanted to just like <laughs> go by myself and like look around in there but like uh, i wasn't allowed you know like get back over here oh you mean like a seven-year-old roaming around a junkyard yeah <laughs> To a seven-year-old, like junkyard is like it's cool. What's in yeah. here? <laughs> like there's all these doors, and I can jump yeah. in here, and I can go look at that. Yeah, it's fine. so fun. Keep your ass over here. Don't touch nothing. <laughs> <sighs> yeah, we had we had a um we had a Buick Skylark. That was our car, and um and uh oh my god, it had pleather seats. Okay, it had pleather seats. So what would happen during the summer? You would burn your ass. Like I remember being like ah. You know, so we had, we used to have to have the towels. We had a whole s collection of towels that had to go out during like the summer season. And then the, um, the handle fell off, you know, the actual, the, the crank. And so we would have to pass <laughs> it around to open the windows. And then this was the kicker. The, uh, the ceiling was like some kind of, some kind of material, but it fell down. And so oh, you would just yeah. get like snowed on. <laughs> <laughs> we had a van after the Corsica. It was a powwow van because we were a powwow family when I was a kid. Were you guys a powwow? I was going to ask you, were you, did you dance when you were little? I don't Yeah, know. I danced when I was little. I was like, what, you know, when I was little, I was in, it, when it, uh, what was the category? It was like teen boys traditional. And it was always like either two or three of us because like all the kids my age wanted to be grass dancers and shit. And so like they would call like teen boys grass and then all these little shits come out there. <laughs> you know fucking with their uh their their chicago bulls themed grass dance oh outfit. yeah and yes. there was like fucking 50 of these kids just like looking kicking the <laughs> they'd go on to be tiktok heroes yeah, <laughs> <laughs> TikTok heroes yeah you can't be a traditional dancer on tiktok because it's the most boring ass dance for old men whose knees don't work anymore. and like you got no cartilage left now you're in the, in the traditional category and that was uh, you know uh, they i would always get my ass busted about like uh you know because i'm young or you know and i was little and be like if you're fucking dancing traditional like you better duck down low when you do those fucking like on those honor beats 
Like, I want your chin to touch the fucking grass. You, know? like, <laughs> you better be breathing into the grass. Yeah, the grass <laughs> better be fucking, like, brushing against your fucking nose and shit when <laughs> those other beats. So I always be, like, really looking. Like, <laughs> dip down. And traditional dance, you know, I, I don't know. It's like pan, pan powwow or whatever. But up north where I, where I learned traditional dance, is just like step, 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 yeah. step, 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 you know, and the, along with the beat. That's why it's so goddamn boring. There's no like real, I mean, unless you can get the flair for it, you know, it's not a whole lot to work with. It's not fancy dancing or like no. fucking grass dance or anything, but yeah. So we had a van, we had a powwow van. It had like a ladder on the back that I wasn't yes. allowed to climb. A classic. Yeah. Was it a classic van? It was, uh, you know, I don't remember what the, like, I remember the Corsica uh, back in the day, but the van was some kind of, uh, like, I remember it said GMC on it. Yeah. And uh, it had a ladder. It was beige, not beige. It was like shades of brown. Like it had like, you know, striping and shit. Yeah. I think my grandparents had that exact van. <laughs> like, I think because we had we yeah, my grandparents were powwow vendors. So. Oh, hell yeah. And what kind of would you dance? I didn't dance. Oh, no, I, I didn't dance. dance. No, no, no. I didn't dance. But my grandparents were powwow vendors. So we would go with them. And so when I'd go to my grandparents' house, like we were beating, we were making chokers. Um, my grandma, my grandma had this, my grandma was like pioneering this style. And you got to remember, this is like the very early nineties. So uh, remember them shirts, you know, those shirts with like the, the, the wolf and like the, the Indian lady, of course. you know what I mean? And so she, she had this connect that made them shiny. You know, everybody else had the regular kind, but she got the shiny kind. And so what she, this is what we would do. So we would take the shirt and she would cut them quarter inch, every single one of them. And we would strap on four pony beads matching with the colors of the shirt. Uh, have, you would have just straight like pony bead fringe all the way down yeah. and, and the bottom of the shirt. Yes. We had a little assembly line going. It was like, you know, uh, um, awesome. Santa's Santa's like workshop, but it was like grandma's powwow shop. Candy leather. <laughs> I mean, her whole, like, yeah. if you walked into her powwow room, it just smelled like buckskin. You know that <laughs> smell? Oh, I miss it. Yeah, but I miss that. I'm sad that we never danced. Yeah. Really well, sad. Well, it's been a really long time for me. I haven't danced since I was a teenager, very young teenager, too. I still went to powwows. Like, I've been going to powwows my whole fucking life, mm -hmm. even post-dancing, but... Post dancing, like nowadays, it's a little, it's a little more like, what do I do here? I'm at the powwow, like, I feel it feels weird being a spectator at a powwow. And now I got a daughter, so what I really want to do is, uh, you know, she's not even two years old yet, but when she gets to maybe be around like three years old or something like that, I want to make her a little powwow outfit, take her to some spots. You know, I mean, right now, pandemic time, ain't yeah. nobody doing fucking powwow right now, not. I mean, some of them are. They yeah, some be. of them, I know. <laughs> that, but, well, we've seen it. I ain't going to. We know. But, yeah. That's yeah. So what is she going to dance? Because your daughter is Navajo and... And Dakota. Dakota. Oh, yeah. I almost said the L. Hmm, sorry. <laughs> How dare you? Yeah. Um. So is she going to... What do you? What style would she be dancing? Or I don't know. I don't she know just picks yet. whatever she wants. I haven't decided. I mean, well, you know uh women's traditional is slightly more boring than men's traditional <laughs> i didn't say it you did it's like step <laughs> step 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 i mean you can get the thing moving in the back 
Yeah, no. I, I, I don't mean to hate. I don't, you know, I, should, I shouldn't hate on it because like uh, I've seen some glorious women's traditional and some amazing men's traditional, like people who really, you know, it's like um, if you can really dance with your outfit, like mm-hmm. you're a fucking beast and you know you're what you're beast. doing. You know what you're doing. It's like the, all that work to make the outfit and then to learn the songs and then to to dance in time with it. Like, it's really amazing when you see somebody that knows what the fuck they're doing, you know? Uh, yeah. But for my daughter, like, I, you know, I've got some fabric. There's this uh, Dakota artist back home in Minnesota named Marlena Miles, and she started printing her own uh, fabric and selling it online. And they're all like Dakota florals that she's, you know, vectorized and like stylized and shit. And so I bought a couple different versions of her fabrics and that's what i'm going to make the outfits out of um and you know i'll probably just have her do traditional i'm gonna make her up a belt you know do some hair some hair stuff uh you know just get her some beat her a couple things and um just send her out there to go like you know just go around in in that circle there in that way <laughs> around you know just i bet she's it. gonna be like i bet her outfits are gonna be so cool like just know it because you have a very you have a very you have taste and you have a very like, you're not, I like your style. You, you're, you're, you're willing to try different things and put stuff together. And, uh, so I'm, I, I, I'm excited to see what, what her outfits are going to look like. Me too. I still don't know yet. I didn't get a chance to dance and I think I'm a little too old to start. You're never too old. You're never too old to start. This is the thing. I'm trying, I'm trying to also restart dancing. You know, I, like I said, I haven't done that shit since I was at the wedding. Should we should we restart dancing? Let's restart. Well, I'm restarting. How about you start? I gotta learn. Um, I got. <laughs> I but I will say here's what I'm saying because you know I'm alone in the pandemic, and mm-hmm. I'm in in my I'm in my studio day in and day out, and right. I I there are days where I just straight listen to powwow music, and I've been watching. Um, there's this native uh, woman on powwow's um social Stop. distance powwow oh, who so started. Like yeah, she's she started teaching. She just started doing fitness classes. So she'll get she's not even wearing regalia. She will wear like workout clothes, you know, and she and it's all about fitness and like really because I mean, it's a damn workout to be on every single beat. I mean, it's a oh, workout. Yeah. It's it's um, trying to make sure your heels don't touch the ground, too. I mean, <laughs> calves of steel, you know. So anyway, I've been, I've been watching her and I've been picking up some moves and I'm, and I, you know, it's, it's been in my mind forever. Cause I grew up around it. Yeah, totally. No, we were, uh, we were on the trail and it was always nice. Cause like we were homeless a lot when I was a little kid. So like when, especially when we got the van, it was nice. Cause you could just, we could load all of our shit in there and just like live on the powwow trail for like three, four fucking months, just camping in places and like staying at different people's houses and shit. I remember I always loved it. I, I also didn't know that we were homeless when we were doing it because I was so little. I was like, yeah, we're going to powwows. Like, that's what we do. Yeah. Now it's like, I, I, and I'm in the Southwest now, you know, and like my daughter is half Navajo. And so it's like trying to figure out, you know, what that means for her because she's growing up Navajo. I'm Dakota. And, you know, the, in, you know, ethnically i guess we like that's where it gets all complicated though you know it's like she's half dakota also because i grew up my whole fucking life as a dakota person uh but she's growing up here 
amongst her Navajo side. I mean, anyone who's Navajo, especially if it's their mother who's Navajo, they are oh. more Navajo than anything. <laughs> it's like it's like it's like it just trumps any other <laughs> any other tribal identity. Like every single yeah. person I know who's like, oh, I'm this and this and this and Navajo. It's like they always are hard with the Navajo. I mean, you know, I mean, it's just what she it has is. a grandma that's talking Navajo to her. She doesn't have a Dakota grandma that's saying yeah. that to her. So it's like, of course, she's going to be Navajo. Yeah. That said, I mean, I'm she gonna... always will be. But like, I feel like that's going to present itself more. Oh, yeah, that's definitely a strong arm in, in her uh, in her tribal lineage. <laughs> I didn't. There's people who I've grew up with in this in this area out here in the bay area and i never knew what tribes they were and then i find out later they're like talking on some event or something and it's all listed i'm like damn they got like six tribes <laughs> like wow well there's a lot of there's a lot of navasus out there in the world too i've always there met are. a dallas gold tooth yes. dakota and his dad's navajo <laughs> that's an exception that's an exception and i guess maybe it has to do with the fact that he was raised out there in, yeah, he was. Uh, and his dad also, like, when he had a, a Dakota child, he made the decision to, like, learn the Dakota language and, like, learn the ways up there so that he could raise Dakota kids because they were growing up in that homeland. There. Which yeah. puts a lot of, I feel a lot of pressure for that, you, personally. Yeah, I'm I was like, like how does this, how does this change Navajo? your take? It's like, well... So like I, I emceed before the pandemic, I've emceed a lot of Navajo specific events. Really? I do a lot of Navajo shit while I'm down here, you know? And uh, all of this is to say, it's like, you know, my I, I wanna know as much about it as I can, uh, you know, and, and, and be um, maybe not fluent, but at least be able to hold it down for her to understand, you know, as much of that side of her as I can so that I can help her grow up with that shit too. You know, that shit. <laughs> but it's crazy. Cause you think about a kid, like, I don't know how to, I don't know. Nobody knows how to fucking raise a kid. Nobody knows how to raise a kid. Oh my God. Even people who have kids is just like making it up. It's so fucking, you know, and it's so different every, like every few months she's like a different person <laughs> how how has it been though just getting to like watch her grow because you're now you're in the your home most oh, of the time they, so. so incredible i'm like it's uh, you know being a parent is difficult in a lot of senses like i i realized just the other day when i was talking to somebody uh, another parent on the phone was like i have spent the entirety of her life which is only like a year and a half like in a constant state of like celebration and mourning because it's like I miss things about her in the like she changes so much that I find myself constantly like oh my god like I really miss when she didn't have no teeth and she had her little gums and her little eyes would disappear when she smiles and like and now she's got teeth and she's chattery and like and I love it. I love her for it. But it's like, there are days that I'm like, I need to be as present as I can because I, I'm holding this little creature and she loves every minute of whatever's going on. And uh, I'm like, oh man, like, I'm not going to be able to hold her like this for that long. Someday it's going to be different. And I'm like, no, 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 no. We'll, we'll deal with that when we get there. It's like, don't mourn. I don't want to mourn for what I have right now, you know? It, just because it's like, 
I know she grows so fucking fast. Kids grow so fast. It's crazy. Thank goodness for it. I mean, she's got to develop shit, but like she could barely <laughs> yeah. hold her goddamn head up like on her own. You know, it feels like yesterday she was just sitting there like fucking oh. walking her big old head, trying to work, trying to figure out how to do it. And now she's like fucking like climbing shit and like looking like rolling off of things and cracking up like carrying our fucking and they're so not little so fucking quick it's crazy exactly and i never thought about that i'd be like kids take a long time to grow like when i was in my 20s i was like why does everyone say this yeah (laughs) and now that i'm realizing time uh oh time scares me i don't know are you do you are you scared about time are you cool on time like are you in time in a neutral i think every human being is scared of time and anybody that says that they're not you know maybe they mean it at the time that they say it because right now as i talk to you no i'm not scared of time i tell you what come 10 p.m when i'm laying in bed tonight (laughs) i might get scared of time (laughs) when when that head hits the pillow all of those thoughts come in (laughs) oh fuck here we go (laughs) <laughs> well, I, 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 re- I don't want to take much more of your time. I know we've been having a fun. This has been so fun chatting, Bobby. I love yeah. talking to you. Thanks it's so casual. It's so fun. What's that? Sorry. You're one of my favorite people to bullshit with. So I do love bullshitting with you. I like talking shit with you too. We're not going to do that because we're recording, sure. uh, but let's talk about the people we hate. Uh, not- <laughs> yeah. Yeah. not hate, Stop but recording just- and we're going to start talking about all those motherfuckers. <laughs> So tell us where can people find you? Where can what should people be looking out for? What you're working on? I'll just go to my Instagram. What's your Instagram, Bobby? Uh, at sign Bobby Dues D U E S. You can catch him at Bobby Dues on Instagrams, and you're also going to catch him sometime this year on Rutherford Falls yeah. uh, as as a as a as a writer uh, and also as an actor. And you'll see him at some point in time um, writing for Reservation Dogs. I don't think you're not acting in it, are you? Uh, not not so far. Not so far. I bet he made sure that he put an, a role in there for him in the episode he just submitted. And <laughs> uh, tricks of the trade, kids. Pay attention. Take notes. Thank you so much, Bobby. I'm going to go ahead and stop recording. You're awesome. You're awesome. <laughs> Music on today's episode is by Bahio Sound. Special thanks to Phil Circus, Abbas Adris, Valerie Vernelli and all the homies that made this possible. Join us next time on The Jackie Show.